Hello. Uh, hello, Amber. Hello, and welcome to SASCast. This is Sarah and Amber. It is March 8th, 2021. And can you believe how timely we are in doing an episode? Well, it's because we were so thrilled to watch something. So we are what, doing... What did we watch? We're doing a special episode of The Crown. I mean... The Meghan and Harry interview with <laughs> the Oprah, Oprah interview. Interview. We'll give the credit to credit to whom credit is due. Which Sorry, is? I had to correct so my grammar on that. To that whom is the credit due? To Oprah. What we do know, it's not to Prince Charles. <laughs> yeah, clearly, it's not to Prince Charles or Camilla. <laughs> Questionable will. We don't know. You know, we didn't talk about Camilla at all. I'm glad I brought her up. We can throw that into the mix. I know. We, we have so much people. to talk about. Yeah. And I do want to do a call out. If you haven't seen our special episode of The Crown. Listened to. Please do listen no to vi- it. There's no video. It, it's, the, it's the Diana <laughs> episode, and it's incredible because... Ooh, 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 the comparisons are pretty staggering. I don't as we think, think so. about I it. I disagree. I uh, know. We we have a lot to talk about because yeah. you and I, I think, have a lot of disagreements we about do. this interview. We saw it very, we saw it differently and similarly. So I'm really excited about talking about it. Apparently, 17 million people watched this episode. Yeah, they say that was more than the Super Bowl. It was more than the Emmys and the Oscars from last year combined. It was like a huge number of people. And that's was not even showing in England or the Great Britain, I should say, um, until tonight. So I would love to see how many people watched it there, too. So it was 17 million in the United States or was that other parts of the I think it was world? worldwide, but I'm, I oh. think some places you couldn't stream it. So Wow. You know. Wow. Where do we even begin, Sarah? Well, okay. I got a question. Okay. Okay. Let's just cut to the chase because sometimes, so Oprah was a good interviewer mostly and she would come back every now and get a zinger in. And well, so I want to be an Oprah and go zero to 10, 10 being the best interview in terms of bombshells. What would you say this was? Zero, nothing, burger, boring. You mean I'm I'm grading it simply on how, how bombshell explosive it yes. was? Yes. Uh, I would say like a, six that's what i would have said are you serious exactly what i said the yeah, same because it was kind of not the content was kind of boring yeah i didn't think it was that bombshelly i know yeah exactly here's a bombshell from my perspective to me this was a bombshell to me yeah uh prince harry is not near as handsome when you just see him sitting there talking with his ugly teeth and i'm sorry you could get those teeth fixed amber i didn't realize he had bad teeth and also he had unmatching socks his socks did not his match socks his were a problem yeah and his beard had kind of overtaken his face. It was trimmed and all. I'm not suggesting it wasn't. But I always imagined, uh, you know, he's a ginge. He's a redhead. And I am. I actually like redheads. He doesn't and have I, much gin left. It was pretty brown. Yeah. Also, he's going bald. I didn't realize that. But I, which has nothing to do with whether I think he's handsome. I thought he was much more handsome in my mind than he was on that interview he looked a little bit more i wouldn't say the words disheveled because i don't think he was disheveled in any way but he definitely was uh maybe living a little more the california dream than the royal you know (laughs) i think maybe his you know he was feeling out his sense of freedom and he was able to kind of let himself go a little bit well i i'm really just i think i was just shocked to see that he's sort of an average looking guy and i have always imagined him as being really handsome and he's not as handsome when he's sitting talking in an interview, well, I think I. Truth be told, I think I had never, ever sat and saw him, seen him, uh, never up sat close and, and personal. Yeah, almost up close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I also think, hey, people, it's COVID. We've gained the COVID nineteen. A lot of us are feeling so blah, 
and not looking our best. And I think Harry might have had a little bit of that, too. Plus, he has a little bit of the weight of the world on him right now. Whatever. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Anyway, so... Uh, Megan looked really good. Megan looked uh, gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She is a very, very yeah. pretty woman. She kept fiddling with her hair. It drove me crazy a little bit. I was like, okay, if you don't... Like, the hairstyle was obviously not... Well, there was a breeze. Did you see it. that? Well, I know, but she kept on, like, trying not to touch her hair, but yet touching her hair, and I thought... Don't wear a hair. I mean, it looks great, by the way. Your hair looks fantastic. Yeah. But don't wear a hair that it's not how you normally would wear it because it looked like she wanted to. Yeah, move she it wanted from her to move face. it, and I think yeah. the little breeze wasn't helping. Yeah, but she looked. Her makeup was gorgeous. Yeah, she her, looked beautiful. She her five thousand dollar outfit. She I was radiant. What brand it was. was she gorgeous. Was very radiant. I'm glad she could afford it. It was probably hardship. Okay, so where <laughs> do we begin? Where should we begin with this interview? Well, let's talk about Oprah first. Let's, okay. Oprah you know. looked good. I love her pink. You know, I didn't like her ye- um, round glasses. I agree with you. And she that's her new thing. And I don't think that, that, that it works for her, truthfully. And when she took them off, I don't know if you noticed, but when she yeah. she had the lines on her, because um, yep. the frames were sitting on her yep. face. Yep. And so I think maybe... You guys, that's her puppy dog rolling around on her bed. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. Um, but yeah, she took off those glasses. She had the lines on her face. And I thought to myself, wow, are those glasses that heavy or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's what I thought too. She doesn't, the glasses took away from her eyes. I think she has pretty eyes. I and I, I felt like that, that it didn't really work. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. But that being said, I said to Amber while we were watching, I said, how old is Oprah now? And Amber said, I think I said I had to look it up. But is that 67? Oh my God. You just, she, Amber said, I don't know. And then what do I do? I Google it. And she's 67. Yeah. So she tried to pretend like she Googled it. I Googled it. <laughs> you did. You Googled it. You know, Oprah's she a master, great. though. She's a master well, she at also looks fantastic. I never would guess she's 67. I wouldn't either. Do you think she's friends with Megan? And no, I don't at all. They live in the same neighborhood, apparently. You don't think they're friends at all? No. Friends? Well, she's doing that special with Harry. Well, yeah, that mental health special. Yeah, she is. I don't know. That's why I was a little bit like, is Oprah the Oprah's not partial, impartial? I think Oprah not- has one friend. Gail. Gail. And I think everybody else is who she would be suspicious of. I don't believe that. Okay. Okay. I think she has a lot of acquaintances. Okay. So you felt that Oprah was as impartial as possible. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel that Oprah liked or disliked either of them. I, th- I thought she was ex- totally and completely neutral. Okay. I did think she was in shock about um, the, you know, the comment made that somebody in the, we'll talk about this, obviously, um, a comment made about, I wonder what color the baby will be. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think she actually dropped. was in shock. And that was, a draw- like you said, yeah. jaw-dropping moment. But I, I, other than that, I don't feel like that she was on anybody's side. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. But I mean, she she always does a good job of making you feel like yeah. the person she's interviewing, I think, thinks she's on their side. But when you watch it objectively as a viewer, you're like, yeah, Oprah's not on your side. You know, I had a <laughs> I had a past friend. Oh, yeah. Tell this. Who, who was on the show, who's no longer my friend. They they dropped me. Um, but who was no, on the show. Don't act like they dro- They're crazy. Yeah, they're crazy. But nonetheless, yeah, and so was on the riddance. show. And- well, explain what she was on the show for. Well, she had made a documentary about being sexually abused by this man, and she basically confronts the man with a camera, a VCR camera, whatever, you know, a camcorder, and gets him to talk about the abuse. So anyway, she gets on Oprah. She was on the Oprah show, and she said that Oprah was just all business, no 
no niceties, no nothing. Yeah. And and that is she, not in play, just didn't have, there was no connection going no, on. No, no, it was yeah. just purely interviews. So I was thinking, okay, maybe she was just purely interviewing them, but I I don't know. I They live in the same neighborhood. She's doing a mental health documentary with Harry. It's kind of hard. She can't really be, I don't know. I just felt like maybe she couldn't go as hard on them as. Oh, I did not get the feeling she wasn't going hard on them. I don't think she wasn't going hard. I think she was fair with them. I think she could have been harder, actually. Like, she could ask, like, are you going to tell me who you're referring to is the person that is making these decisions and saying these things? Well, yeah, there's a couple, there were a couple softballs that she really could have done a better job at. I agree. Like, um, so going back to some of the terminology where Megan and Harry kept referring to, um, basically the monarchy as the firm, which by the way, I think Princess Diana sorry, was the person who came up with that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was her uh, derogatory uh, name for the monarchy was the firm. And then the institution, they also kept calling it that. And I feel feel like that, and then at one point I think Oprah said, are you talking about a specific person? And Megan said, I know this isn't word for word, but Megan said, um, yeah, it's a person. And then she goes, well, it's more than one person. And I think, that that you should that a follow up should have happened. It should have been okay. Well, who are you talking about? Yeah, like who's can, running can, the monarchy? Because it's not the queen. It was clear it wasn't the queen, right? Well, I mean, and we, I no, think we know it's who the it queen, is. the queen. But she has all her advisors, right? And so no, the advisors not, are running it. It's the advisors are running it. Do I believe there's a bunch of advisors who run the monarchy? Yes, no. I do. Oh, I don't at oh, all. Oh, I totally do. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's too disagree. much of a machine to not. I don't. I believe that there are a bunch of people who work in the quote monarchy. Well, it's not a quote. I believe there are a bunch of people who work in that uh, institution, for lack of a better word. But I believe that Prince Charles runs the whole thing. I really believe. That oh, 100%. I so don't believe that. I so don't believe that. You're I, wrong. He totally I actually does. think he's. A, I don't. No, I actually don't think he's quote a leader. I don't think he would be capable of running it. No, he is. They, as a matter of fact, Princess uh, or excuse me, Queen Elizabeth. Um, Gave him a bunch of duties just this last this past year, and he's the one who came up with the new rule about skimming down the mark, skimming, trimming down the monarchy so that it's really limited to direct descendants of the throne because he was worried. A lot of people have been worried that there's too many like freeloading side royals, um, you know, living off the the money. And he was the one who put that into effect. Truth be told. So, so I think that's the one of the important points that was made that was kind of misleading last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So when they were very upset about Archie. Well, Megan seemed to be really upset. Yeah. Right. Well, they were just interviewing Megan at the time. But Megan okay. was upset that Archie was losing his title and his protection. Well, that he wasn't going to be a prince. He wasn't right. going to be titled a prince. Yeah. And you said to me, because you, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you truly are a monarchy aficionado you it's not just like you read you well, watch the aficionado, crown but aficionado aficionado <laughs> queen but amber Mal- is I we am, do have a queen here i am the queen of malapropism yes so, so so that counts but um no i just i have a some knowledge of what's going on and i because i do a lot of yeah you, know, you read a lot of, of history so I read just today, truth be told, Amber, that I didn't tell you this, that apparently when the queen dies and Prince Charles becomes a king, that we're back with Archie having the title of prince. So it's just that right now he doesn't have the title because he's not a direct descendant or something weird like that. But once the once Charles is the king and he's got he's a descendant within a certain yeah. number of people, he's now a prince. 
But I, but this idea, what Megan wanted us to believe, and what she convinced a lot of people of, in my opinion, is that they didn't give him the title of prince because he's either because he's their child or because he's half black. I can't figure out what her sort of assertion was all about, but it had nothing to do with her or Harry or Archie. The rule had already been made before they'd even gotten married that the children of the like the side princes, like for example. Edward or um, Andrew are no longer going to be princes and princesses upon birth. So that's not applicable to just Archie. It's applicable to all of them. Right. And then she kept on saying too about the security. Oh, Archie won't have any security. Well, yeah, when he's a grown up, what like the, I don't think that the British taxpayers should be paying for security for every side Royal that ever existed. I mean, these are taxpayers paying this money. Yeah. I don't know why they're agreeing to do that bullshit, by the way, somebody ought to run on that. So that that did that did get into though that yeah. that once they left and they were in well once they left to go half time to the Commonwealth yeah. of Canada they were very upset because they were going to terminate Harry's protection. Yeah, she I think they did say that at some point they said that they were not going to give Harry his security uh, British security if he was going to be staying in Canada or moving to the United States. Well, that's why they moved to the United States because they were fi- they figured if I'm not getting security in Canada, then what? We may as well just move to the United States. Tyler Perry's house. They were trying. So let's just be clear. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but I think that they were trying to keep the benefits of being royal in Canada because it's a Commonwealth country. It still acknowledges the Queen, and they thought, okay, if we move to Canada, which is where she filmed that show, Suits, so she had a lot of friends yeah. and connections in Canada. If we go to Canada, we can keep all the benefits of being royal. And then suddenly the monarchy was like, yeah, no, like you need to be in Great Britain if you want all those benefits. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting that stuff. And then they were like, oh, well, forget that then. We'll just, at least Megan probably said this, we'll just move over to California then because if we're not getting the benefits of it anyway, why are we staying here? Right. It's bizarre. Like they're totally entitled. Okay, wait a sec. But we missed a lot of steps in between, which is why... She why they left and went to the Commonwealth in the first place, which okay, yeah, which that's is a separate issue. Yeah, so which is basically, you know, the British tabloids tore her apart. They were racist, and yeah, they, they made racist, and I they agree. made her life what I what appeared to be a living hell, just like they made Princess Diana's, and she was essentially reliving some version of Princess Diana's life in terms of being a prisoner to the paparazzi and to the tabloids. She was completely unhappy. Matter of fact, she said she was suicidal. As she blinked Um, a million times a minute while she was saying that. So you don't believe her that she was that... Do you believe her? Listen, I'm not going to ever... If somebody says that they were having a breakdown and were suicidal, I'm not going to question it. That's her reality in her life. So no, I'm not going to say that I don't believe it. I think... From my perspective, where it got difficult for me was when she initially said that, oh, she knew nothing about the royal. For, well, just, and just to put it in perspective from my my perspective, my opinion. So she was like 35 years old when she married Harry. We're not talking about Princess Diana, who was 18 years old. As if everybody remembers, Princess Diana died at the age of 36. 36. So 36. she was a year older than Meghan when she died. Okay, so Meghan's a grown, grown ass woman. <laughs> and she got married to Prince Harry and pretended in this Oprah interview like she knew nothing about the royal family because she paid no attention to it. 
And she didn't really give it a lot of thought when she was going to become a royal. And I was like, I don't buy that. Do I believe that she might have been suicidal? Yeah, I, I'll believe you. You said you were. And I, I definitely believe you. It was probably really horrible. But that being said, I don't believe you when you say you didn't know how bad it was going to be to be a royal. Secondarily, you were already an actress. So I think you had some general idea. I mean, I'm not saying you were even that famous. I had no idea who you were. But I do think you had some idea of what fame does and social media and all of that. Like I, you weren't just some hee-haw becoming a, a princess. Like, you know, that's where I'm not buying her story. Well, I didn't buy it from the moment she said she didn't know really anything about the Royals. And then when she started going out with him, she had never checked the internet, anything about him. Yeah, right. That I did not buy. I was like, really? You? Meanwhile, meanwhile, like five minutes like, later, she was saying how she had to, she Googled how to curtsy to the queen. And I'm like, so you didn't Google Harry at all if you didn't know anything about it? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe yeah. that. I didn't buy that either. Yeah. I didn't buy that either. But I did buy her, her trapness. I did buy the- her what? The, Trapness and trapped in the the, the castle. Ca- trapness, yeah, trapness in the castle. <laughs> and then I did buy trapment, maybe. I did buy her, um, you know, feeling you know suicidal or mental health challenges. I bought that. I, I guess, I was disappointed in them when they kind of were bemoaning the fact that they didn't have any money. And that that. was painful to me when he had something like 13 million from Princess Diana um, in the bank. Right. And and all of a sudden they're they're claiming they're poor and that they, you know, had to, you know, come to California and start over again. And I was just like, you have 13 effing million dollars. And whatever you have too, Megan. Right. Well, I heard she had like five or six million. Yeah. So. I mean, okay. So let me just say something. Okay. I, I understand if you want to make almost the, 20 million dollars. So yeah. So if you want to make the argument, if I were them, this is what I would say. But they didn't make this argument. They're, foolishly, they didn't. Because what I would have said is, you know, Oprah, um, I got cut off. If I were Harry, I got cut off um, by my family. And therefore, I was, you know, relying on my inherit. And by the way, he has more than one inheritance. He didn't mention it. He also inherited like $10 million to be split between him and William uh, from his uh, grandmother, the queen's mom. But he didn't mention that. Um, but, okay, I got cut off. And granted, Oprah, I do have inheritance for my mom, for my mother, and it's not insignificant. I, I will fully admit to that. In comparatively to anybody else in the world, it's a lot of money. But keeping in mind, I have to have a full-time security um, at all times for me and my family, which in and of itself is going to cost a million bucks a year. And even if you have, if you've got, you know, what I have, let's say the 15 million or whatever he's going to say, I can't spend a million dollars on security a year. I'm not going to have any money left. So I'm not suggesting I didn't have any money. I did, yeah, but nothing that. in regard to the expenses that come along with living, be, of being who I am. Yeah, no, totally missed that opportunity. Dummy. Yeah, totally missed that opportunity <laughs> to say that Took completely. Um, yeah, and so I, so that, that, I guess the, you know, the moral of this whole interview, I think I was upset with them. Uh, what I felt was just some entitledness to them. That, Entitlement. Entitlement. I'm having a hard time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> entitlement tonight. Um, yeah, some of their entitlement. I, I had a hard time with that. But I believed her. 
I believed her in terms of her life was miserable under the royals. I felt bad for Kate because Kate basically got thrown under the bus and said it was Kate that made her cry, not that she made Kate cry. That was a big that was a big reveal, if that was true. Well, can I just say something about that too? Okay, let me just say this. So if that's a true story, which I believe it is, I believe Megan. Um, I guess I agree with her on some level that if the tabloids were out saying Megan made Kate cry at Megan's wedding because of the flower girl dresses, which I don't understand, but that's a separate issue. Um, how could you be having fights over flower girl dresses on the day of the event? Right. Cause isn't that planned out to the, well, no, I don't think it was the day of the event. I think it was before, but Got who it. cares? Um, so say it comes out that Megan made Kate cry when really the opposite was true. I don't understand why Kate Middleton or Prince William couldn't just release a statement saying, you know, that's not a true story. Megan, I mean, they don't, she doesn't have to cop to making Megan cry, but she certainly could have said that never happened. Right. Well, so there you go there. I'm, I'm backing Megan up here. Well, I don't understand some of their, there were things that would have been easily fixed. Well, that I think that was her point. Right. That was her point. The institution, the firm, whomever yeah. never came out and backed them up, never came back to protect them or say that was an inaccurate story or whatever. Nobody did that. So the question becomes or became why? Why did they not? Well, they never did it for anybody. That. They have never done it for anybody. Remember Fergie? They never did it for her. She had a hell of a oh time. Oh my god! Yeah. They never did it for Diana. They d- disliked her, so that was the reason. Yeah. I suppose they didn't like her, and they f- they were happy oh, to let her suffer. I rem- you just reminded me. There's something else. Do you remember when they talked about? They kind of insinuated that the Australia trip, where Meghan went overseas with Harry, and they did that. Was it Australia, New Zealand? Yeah. Trip. Yeah. And basically they loved her, that it was reminiscent of Diana going on her trip where she went overseas and everybody I was loved also her. in Australia. Also, also Australia. And that's when Prince Charles threw his conniption fit. Because they liked her better than him. Because they liked her better than him. And that that somehow this was going to go that way. Well, they sug- so certainly um, Harry suggested that somebody was jealous and whether that was prince charles or prince william who knows or kate middleton i don't know who cares um i shouldn't call her kate middleton princess kate um but who cares like i'm not english so i don't have to say princess um <laughs> yeah i mean they implied that i i don't know i i don't know that i really Give i don't know that credence. i really be- yeah, i don't know that i really believe yeah. that anybody's jealous of anybody anymore there like i think prince william and kate are kind of above all that in some level maybe charles is still a total twat he obviously is i don't know i mean clearly there's somebody in that group it's clearly charles or william who made the racist statements um because uh harry who by the way i do not give him any credit for this just give oprah all the credit in the world once again she went on uh the morning news pro cbs morning news and announced that um that indeed it was not the queen or Prince Philip who made the racist. What what color is the baby going to be? And I thought to myself, why didn't freaking uh, Harry make that statement during the interview? And what, he's just counting on Oprah to clarify that issue because I was leaving that. I left that interview being like, well, I sure hope it wasn't the queen. Well, it didn't know because it wasn't the queen because it's obvious that Megan, or I should say it's obvious that Harry's very close to the queen and in essence it got it kind of got the same i got the same sense that megan was close to her because you know yeah. when philip went to the hospital she called and che- did a check-in 
And it, I got a sense that they're very close to the queen still, which is very interesting to me, actually. That well, what uh, was the what was the purpose of this interview? Well, I think it's two things. I gave that a lot of thought because it's such an important subject. <laughs> so what did you come up with? So the first one, I think they're trying to drum up a lot of publicity because they've got those big contracts with Spotify and Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Yep. So they certainly need to continue to be relevant in order to draw okay. attention to those things. So I think that's probably number one. Number two, I think that they want, um, they're trying to get even with the with the monarchy on some level. Something bad must have really gone down between William and, and Harry, in my opinion. I mean, I he really, you saw he said that they have space or that they want, uh, whatever. I'm thinking, do you know what? And he did mention during the interview, which I thought was interesting, is that they both went through something horrific and tragic, that their mother's death. Um you know, and not only that, but, you know, they went through that divorce together mm-hmm. where they were having mm-hmm. to do the, you know, back and forth custody exchanges. So they really did go through that together. And actually, I'll let you speak on that because you also went through trauma, childhood trauma with your brother. But that doesn't you guys aren't close. So I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that maybe we overstate that connection. Um, and you know, don't speak to your life specifically. Oh, you know, I see. But you're just saying. in general, that just be—I guess just because your sibling goes, th- you goes through these this oh, event yeah. doesn't mean that that means you're no. going to be connected as an adult. I guess no, no, not certainly not in our case. But I do. Th- well, we've we've kind of romanticized the relationship. Not, yeah, we have. I you know, I to a certain sense between Will and Harry. But what I found interesting was he. Yeah, something went on, something's still going on with Will and Harry, and something went off, went on with Charles, because remember, he dropped the bombshell that Prince Charles wasn't taking his phone calls, and and yeah, now really he rude. is. You don't have to say that. They're so slowly getting back together, so I, I really don't know, yeah. Other than drumming up business, I don't understand the point of this interview. I really don't. Well, I think it was to I think it was to get even with them, and I think whatever, like okay, we want to burn every sure last that's bridge. Going to work in your benefit? Well, it's not. I mean, I, I feel bad for Harry. I mean, does he really want to cut off all ties with his family? That's bizarre to me. He, I, all he has is his dad. Truthfully, let's think about it. All he has is his father because he doesn't have a mother, and a brother. And his brother's family and, and, you know, in terms of his extended family. And you're telling me that that's that you want to just cut it off with them. I I feel like that you didn't give this a lot of thought. I don't think you needed to do that, Harry. You could have just stayed in. You could have done your California thing and kept your mouth shut. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying. I just think that would about it. I just think that would have been the better route. I agree. Was just to kind of keep it quiet. Do your thing. And maybe, just maybe with time, things could have gotten better between them. But now it just feels like there's a huge chasm there. And then why you're going to get all this blowback from all these amateur podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I was, you know, taking this. Can I just, I'm sorry, you guys. I want, Amber likes to read uh, sometimes text messages from her mom. I've got... Uh, a coworker, I won't say who it is in case she doesn't want to be identified, okay. but she will appreciate, I really appreciated her input for, about the interview. And so this is what her final comment was on the interview. At the end of the day, and I'll give credit in initials because she does deserve that. Her initials are LP. At the end of the day, I don't care about Meghan Markle's truth. And I think a lot of people feel the same way I do. She just, She's just not relevant enough. 
Cry me a fucking river. Come live in middle America, Megan, and then tell me about how bad it is. Racism is alive and well. And unfortunately, the thing she's describing while she's living in a castle and having people cook her meal meals, clean her house and do her dirty laundry is something I personally can relate to. I've had worse things said to me in my lifetime and had people question blah, blah, blah. So she goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I think that that honestly that's the problem. That is where they made their fatal mistake in that interview. Can I tell you what it is? What? The fatal mistake I think they made was they came across, after making valid points, valid complaints, valid complaint of, hey, we need security and protection because there's a bunch of crazy racists out there who are making death threats. Yeah, it's true. They do need security and protection from that. And secondly, yeah, when we go to you for help, we need you to take us seriously and not like be like, well, too bad you don't get to ask for help because this is the monarchy. No, that's not a valid thing, especially after you've got Princess Diana as we, you know, in the crown, you saw it in real life, true. Um, having bulimia in the in Buckingham Palace, almost dying of depression and de- bulimia and all that. And then a whole generation later, you've got somebody coming to you saying, hey, I need help. I need mental help. I'm having a breakdown here. And your answer is, yeah, forget it. Good luck, sister. Right. I mean, Okay, those are valid points. But then at the same time in your interview, you're like, oh, oh, you know, we don't have enough money. Oh, we, you know what I mean? Like that's where they made their mistake. They came across as entitled at the same time making valid complaints and it kind of canceled each other out. Sorry, I went on too long. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. And I just had some compassion for her because I think I gave it a lot of, I just loved Princess Diana. Yeah. And I, I think- all, everybody did. I think I just superimposed Diana's experience onto Megan's per, for what Megan said. And so I conflated the two. And so I don't know what to believe or not to believe because- I felt that Diana was so screwed on so many levels that I I want to say, you know what? You know, past predicts the future. And if that happened to Diana and Megan says happening, then why am I not believing Megan? Well, past doesn't predict, predict the future. Past behavior predicts future behavior. There's a difference. Well, you got my, you got the gist of it, and particularly <laughs> around the behavior of the firm, the institution, and the royals. Well, whatever. All I can say is Queen came out unscathed, which is the most important thing. As I said to Amber and a bunch of people, truth be told, what needs to really happen is when Queen Elizabeth dies, longest reigning monarch wow. in english history wow number one number two she was she actually did something for that country she um you know mm-hmm. got them through world war ii she got them through all of, you know the 20th century and she deserves a lot of credit because she was more than just a stupid figurehead the way that you know prince charles and all those fools are and what they really need to do is just wrap call it a day wrap it up you know, like I said to somebody, if Prince Charles wants to remain at Buckingham Palace. He should have to give public tours, and <laughs> he you should know, be a docent. There should be no more kings and queens. <laughs> exactly, he should be a docent. He can stay prince. He can call. They can all have their stupid titles, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think they should be given a whole bunch of security or anything, and they should all have to go get jobs. Maybe they should be, <laughs> you know, giving tours of these palaces and stuff. Well, I I do want to say this. I don't want to come down hard on uh, Meghan or Harry, truthfully, because they brought me a whole evening worth of entertainment, evening's worth of entertainment, 
And truthfully, I do believe that I do. Be, I believe that they believe their truth. And I actually do believe that they were treated like shit. Well, at least Megan. I totally do. Um, and so I don't want to come down on Megan because I really appreciate that they've entertained me uh, for a whole for a lot more than even just last night. Truthfully, I was looking forward to it. And now look at I'm having a good old time tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. So good for them. It's, it's been an eye opener. Um, and so who didn't it's... love Archie's chicken? Archie's chicken in chicken 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 in chick in that was adorable no and I I hope the best for them I hope the I hope I hope hope you know what I hope their marriage lasts because uh they gave up everything for that marriage and let's just hope it yeah I hope it does too and I hope that that they're able to find a way back to their families yes agreed I think that's really the take-home message. That's for me, too. I agree. God save the queen. Yeah, and at least we know that the queen, like I said, is still number one. She's number one. And on that note, thank you for listening to Sascast with Sarah and Amber. <laughs>